You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Uh, tonight's topic is uh, we're going to be talking. Originally, we were we said we were going to start working uh, through the um, uh, aftermath trilogy, the Star Wars aftermath trilogy. Um, but as we're recording this, we are smack dab in the middle of um, COVID nineteen, basically taking over the world. So yep. um, with that, we thought we would uh, we'd do a little something different tonight. Um, we want to come up with a list of books that everyone thinks uh, are, are good recommendations of books for you to listen to or read uh, while you're probably quarantined inside your house. So hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. if not get inside. Yes, if her. not. Yes, listen to Jen, please. Um, if you can, if yes. if you can, you well, yeah. I'm talking unless you are essential. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking to people out there who are just ignoring the orders and doing what they want yes yeah, yeah did you see the article that came out about someone had a a, a a coronavirus party and one of the guys ended up coming up positive serves <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 them right yeah. and the spring kind of, breakers that are going home okay. and testing positive oh, yep. God. and you know it's funny i keep i keep seeing people you know posting online they're like don't freak out you know all the numbers are going to start going up because they've got more tests the problem is, is we don't know if there are new cases or if it's cases we're just now finding out about. So, yes. but yeah, so, uh, I forgot to introduce everyone. So I got the standard crew tonight. Everyone's here, uh, Chris and Ray and Sean and Jen. So, uh, like I said, we all came up with a list of, of books that, uh, we wanted to share that we thought would be, uh, good reads or listen, listen tos, uh, while you're, um, while you're hopefully quarantined at home or, or, or hopefully at least taking precautions if you can. So uh, I guess with that said, let's kind of like the other show, who would you like to go first? Sure. I'll, I'll jump in. <laughs> oh, um, works too. Okay. Well, you no, know, you want, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, okay. I'm going to start with one that uh, I started uh, when I went to Mexico Um because uh, it was like 17 years 17 ago. 17 years ago, yeah. I was going to say, when was this? It was a long time ago. I've never even been to Mexico. And Neither have I. You're not missing much. Where is it? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, went there and spent most of the time just chilling and not doing much, hanging out on the beach and stuff. So uh, I got through the first Lord of the Rings book. And. Oh. Uh, and so by the time I was through that one, I actually started the second one as well. So I highly recommend the Lord of the Rings series. It is a long ass read. You have a long ass time in your house. So you might as well spend it by reading about every great, uh, every little blade, of, blade grass. of grass and what it looks like and how it's all. Because, hey, why not? Because you can't go outside and look at it all because, you, you know. Asshole. That was one of the only ones I'd come up with. Because <laughs> I did not prepare for this very well. Well, uh, it's just, it is such a long... <laughs> I'll give you The Hobbit, okay? <laughs> I picked The Hobbit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have an entire shelf full of Tolkien's books on my rack over here. I've read most of them, but there's a few, like, you know, anthologies and the yeah. exploring the worlds that I haven't read, so... I'm going to read those today. 
And and you know, it, once you get into his style of of writing, you can definitely get through it. But it is a long read. <laughs> you just skip through the long, like the ballads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the movies cut out quite a bit from the books, right? So. Uh, there's certain things that are definitely cut out that make it more interesting in certain aspects. And, um, and I mean, now that I've watched the movies, uh, you know, in, in McKellen, 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 anyway, he, that is Gandalf to me. Right. So as I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely listening to his voice in my head as I'm hearing the story and stuff. So, yeah. Cool. So yeah, I'm going to start with Lord of the Rings and steal it from Jen. Cause I guess. <laughs> oh no, baby! Should have went first. <laughs> huh? They're only. I wonder if these are abridged. I was gonna say because it's like the Fellowship of the Ring is 19 hours. I mean that's still pretty long, but jeez, 19 hours. That's what I'm saying though. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, hell, Stephen seven Stephen King's books uh, are longer than that, so. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, like the cliff notes for it is still like that thick. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> there's well, a lot also, in there. It's it's also what's uh, what is written, right? Like there's certain he's making up a lot of words too. There's certain things like that where you you gotta kind of figure that out. And then, like I said, he takes about three pages to describe one blade of grass. It's a lot. So <laughs> I only got through the first four chapters. The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That would definitely be one I'd have to listen to. So I would concur, though. Great series, great storyline. Like, if you like fantasy, you know, it's a lot, but it's worth it. It's still kind of the gold standard. I mean, everyone kind of, for a while there, was thinking, oh, well, maybe um, uh, what's-his-name who did the the Song of Ice and Fire may kind George of be R. the gold standard. But, yeah, but it's... You know, until he finishes the series, I mean, he still hasn't finished that series yet. And from what most people said, how the that the HBO version went, it's like, well, it's still good. But, you know, some people thought it was OK, but some a lot of people did not think it stuck the landing. So, you know, my only my only problem with watching the Lord of the Rings movies is it was like, OK, maybe we should have just picked one of the endings. Yes, yeah, it was that was yeah. kind of ridiculous. It was like, yeah. okay, and scene and fade and, back in. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. we, we were at the Port Elgin Theater before they changed the seats there. And uh, <laughs> oh, God, it was bad. Uh, and then so partway through right where it's like getting really interesting. I'm like, oh, OK, this is like we're ready for the all of a sudden it's an intermission. We're, we're looking at each other like. What the hell? So there's this. People inter- were having strokes. Like the yeah. blood clots were horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so we get up and we walk around, I guess, and then we sit back down and they start back up. And then uh, the it ends. Happen. And then it ends again. And we go we go to stand up and it was like, oh, no, it's not over yet. <laughs> and then, like, oh. And then the last one, we waited. We yeah, were like, we were sitting down waiting just to make sure until the credits. Okay, rolled. there's the credits. Now we can. Yeah, now we can get how it. how fun would it have been to have been the projectionist at that time? And as it fades to black, you slow, you start to turn on the house lights and you turn back <laughs> down. And you keep doing that. That would have been awesome. <laughs> so mean, Sean. He would have. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I would have had to do it once, just <laughs> or or just for one showing, just for one showing. Where where you think it ends the first time, that's where you end it. 
And you yeah. just show up and, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're talking to your friends later yeah. and they're like, that's not what happened. That's not what, yeah. <laughs> what about the other ending? What do you mean that's, the other ending? It was just <laughs> like that. Did y'all see where that guy went in and edited uh, Toy Story 3 and like right as they're all holding hands and they think they're about to get burned up, he like caught his, caused it to fade to black and then started doing the stuff and showed it to like his mom. She's like, that was it? That's how it ended? <laughs> that's funny. Oh my God. I was like, oh, that's hilarious, but you're a son of a bitch. I knew Pixar was dark, but not that dark. Yeah, I know, right? Damn. <laughs> so, um... Well, uh, Chris, would you like to go next? Sure. All right. Um, steal my other one. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you haven't even read this one, so it's, I'm good. So I'm gonna pick Harry Potter. Read good series because Jim Dale is amazing, and I will say so. One of the uh, YouTubers and podcasts that you yeah. listen to, uh, Steve Dangle, because hockey's not we're going right now. Because hockey's canceled. <laughs> uh, he is doing a couple of Harry Potter videos and he didn't discover the series until he was 30. He's 30 now, or is he 31? He's 32 or 33. Okay. So he's younger than we are, but it's the same thing as me. I didn't get into the series or anything until I was about 30. So I could really relate to it. So I love it. And I'm a Potterhead now. And I listened to the books, I think like four or five times now. And we're missing one of the books in our series. We're missing. Yeah. Somebody borrowed it. Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. We're missing the Order of the Phoenix. Somebody borrowed it and we never got it back. But yeah. Harry so if Potter. If it was you, please bring it back. Harry Potter <laughs> is amazing. And it's a good way to sort of um, get lost in a world that's not here with a pandemic going on. Yes. It is on my list of things to read, but yeah. It's a good read. Like the good, um, Steve Dangle said he got good advice with the first book. You have to remember that the first book is a children's book. Yes. And the books yes. age as the audience ages. And they age appropriately yes, for they sure. Do. But so. the first book is geared to 11 to 12 year olds. So yeah. you have to keep that in mind when you're reading it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't read them until last year, I think. Mm. So I would have been 40, 41. And yeah. I mean, I still, I was like, but I mean, I did keep that in mind. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, it, it, it's definitely geared for kids. And, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it was a fun read. And, uh, yeah, by the time it gets to the end, it's like, yeah, this is, this is getting all on the dark it's side. Dark. So it's yeah. dark. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Heavy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jen, what's a, what's a book on your list that you would recommend before we steal it? Um, <laughs> I was going to suggest the Wicked books by Gregory Maguire. Um, we read a book of his years ago. I think it was the, was it the one about Cinderella? Um, the ugly uh, stepsister. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he wrote Wicked, which is of course the untold story of the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, um, okay. So it's kind of the prequel to her, you know, to Wizard of Oz, according yeah, uh-huh. to his the way that he sees it. Um, and it's, you know, like w- the way that we saw the Wizard of Oz, this is really uh, kind of the complete opposite. You know, like Elphaba, mm-hmm. the Wicked Witch of the West was portrayed as being this awful, wicked person. And of course, this shows her as not that so it's pretty mm-hmm. interesting hmm. I this is the one but that they based the uh um, the musical, the musical, on, right? musical and stuff on right yeah. yeah so um 
it, it's pretty dark. The book is a lot darker than the musical. The musical is great, beautiful, and like great music, and just you know, Dina Menzel played Alphaba in the original. But um, yeah, the the book is definitely a lot darker, and then there's actually three books after it, and then I, and I like blew through all four of them as soon as <laughs> as soon as I read the first one, I needed to know what happened. Um, so it talks about like son of a witch which is about her son and then after that there's like the backstory to the cowardly lion and then yeah it gets really weird but really interesting fantasy slash like there's some magic but then there's a lot of things that you think are magic and then they kind of explain it away and anyways i'm not doing a great job of selling this i don't feel like but (laughs) sounds really cool but yeah if you're into fantasy it's definitely a neat like alternate story to what could have happened in that world because you're writing these down yeah i'm thinking if i'm not writing them right down down right now i'm probably gonna have to go back and re-listen to this episode because mm-hmm. i'm getting to the point i'm like i, I really don't want to read certain things that i normally read now like i was kind of on a big stephen king kick and right now i'm like i don't know if i really want to read about the world <laughs> coming to an end hmm. no, not um, no yeah so uh, yeah, I may have to go back and, and, and pick up some of these that we're recommending. So, Sean, what do you what do you got for us? First one is a bit lighthearted. It's a bit big, and you can open it any page and start reading it and just totally enjoy it. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, buddy. Okay. Yeah, I one. enjoyed it. I recommend reading it if you can, but the audio version, like there's <laughs> – They've done so many different audio versions. You can do the like the radio broadcast, which is yep. really funny. Um, but I I love that book. It mm. it's so good. Yeah, that's it's funny. Perfect. Christy Christy was asking me something about that the other night. She goes, "What is the book where the answer is something <laughs> like forty something? I'm like forty two, and it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy." And she's like, "Forty okay. something." Yeah. yeah. So hey, even we were. Google. We were tossing trash at the uh, the like the river cleanup. We have to yell the number of the bag that we're on, and there's like two of us, so we're alternating. And and then when we get to 42, the guy throwing trash with me goes, "Which is?" And I was like, "The meaning of life, the universe, and everything." I feel like I've I've got a lot of street cred from that because you know, good deal. Nerds nerds bonding over nerd yep. things. Yep. Speaking of Yoda, there is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Yoda is my mentor. Nice. <laughs> Got this at Capital Factory. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, that was that was a good book. I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't I hadn't I had not read it uh, until we read it for for the show. Yeah, neither. Uh, did we. Yeah, I but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, we have the whole anthology. We have all of yeah. Douglas Adams works and we'd never read it, but we've seen the movie like at least. Oh, half I love the movie. And love I know. Yeah. I know it's a sore spot for some people, but I really think that the movie captured the essence of what yeah. they're trying to do. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Did um, you ever watch the old TV series? No. There's a TV no. show? What? Oh, my God. It is. It's, 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 it's like BBC. It? Like it's, Especially yeah. Zaphoid, because it's like a paper mache head coming out. It's so <laughs> bad. It's so bad. Yeah, Have you guys seen the meme uh, going around right now where it says, does anybody check to see if the dolphins are still here? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a good good point. Yeah. Well, okay. I haven't heard them sing so long and saying thanks for all the fish yet. Right? But, uh, yeah. Because you've been around so many dolphins <laughs> in the lake. 
in the lake. <laughs> They're there. As so are sharks, according to Logan, when she was about seven. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the first book I have is actually one that I've recommended that we read on, on this show at some time. And if not here, maybe even uh, the Creatively Geeky show. And that is um, Every Tool is a Hammer by oh, yeah. Adam Savage. Uh, it's a very short read. And, but it, it talks about how he got started uh, being creative. It talks about – like he goes into specific things about his shop. Uh, you know, He goes on this long thing talking about like a uh, checklist, like how he does checklist and how that's changed things. But um, he even this talks to like – This is like porn for Eugene, you guys. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was so good. <laughs> like it's just – it's fantastic because he even talks – he talks about some of the stuff that he did like – you know, working at ILM and, and, and everything else. And it's just, oh, it was, it was, it's a great book, but like he even starts it off talking about how he goes to these, uh, you know, these maker events or whatever. Um, uh, apparently, apparently he usually gives a speech on Sundays when they were having them. And he did, it was, he didn't know that everyone called him Adam's, um, um, not eulogy. What am I thinking? His sermon, his Sunday sermon from Adam Savage, <laughs> uh, which he of course thought was awesome. But at one point he talks about how, you know, people will come up and go, yeah, you know, I, I, I like looking at all this maker stuff, but I don't I don't make anything. You know, I, I just bake. And he's like, no, you are making stuff like mm-hmm. that. Counts. Your medium is is food like that mm-hmm. is something that I know very little about or I'm not very good at. And you're you know, he's like, don't ever discredit yourself. Like if you write, if you program, if you. You know, like I said, if you bake, if you do whatever, you are still making, you know, mm-hmm. don't discredit that. Just because it's not with wood or plastic or metal or something like that, that does not mean you are not a maker. So, yeah. um, of course, he's just he's such a phenomenal guy. Like he's mm-hmm. he's just one of those guys. It's just like, yes, everyone looks up to you because you're an awesome dude and you awesome make awesome stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, if you get a chance to to, to read uh, Every Tool is a Hammer, it's it's actually really good. So. All right, uh, uh, Ray, what's your next one? Uh, well, okay, so I'm going to go with this one. Uh, it's one that we have reviewed on this, uh, in the entire series. But if you haven't started it yet, you might as well take the time to do it now. That's the Magic 2.0 series. There are so many. There's six of them. There's six of them, right? And there's more coming. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, uh, really enjoyed the series uh, overall. Uh, there was a couple books that we kind of maybe uh, – didn't like or didn't like as much as much as but, others but i still love the world that they've created in it and scott, uh, Myers, scott, great. scott yeah he created and um so yeah it was i i don't know we've we've reviewed it enough on this show <laughs> <laughs> that we have so i'm so surprised you brought that up <laughs> <laughs> i'm really like i'm going back and re-listening to stuff and i'm i'm really kind of looking for stuff that's um a little more lighthearted like i said because i'm not really in the mood for anything really dark right now and i keep pushing that off because i I know i've got that gem just sitting there it's like okay well i'll just rip through these again but then what am i gonna do after that so i'm kind of i'm kind of forcing myself to dig a little bit deeper before i go back to it because i know i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna listen to it for probably the God, I don't even know how many times now. Um, I can't listen to the same thing over and over like that. Oh, like, I oh I'm done. I'm done. I just want to move on and do something else. See, I can because usually I put it on in the background. Yes. And then um, yeah, I, can't do I, that. I can focus on other stuff. And then when I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the part where Martin does the thing. That's great. And then I can go back to doing what I'm doing. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, some people can. Some people can't. Like, I... 
I I try to usually for like when it comes to TV, I try to usually force myself to keep what because I've got so much stuff on my Netflix queue. I keep trying to push myself to watch something new, but then there are just these things I keep going back to. I'm like, well, I just need something on in the background. Time to watch the IT IT crowd again. So yeah, I just put stuff on in the background just to have a noise in the background. Not that I'm really listening to it. But I've seen The Office, like I put The Office on like three oh. or four times the series. <laughs> I think I'm on my third run of Parks and Rec. I, I didn't oh, watch so The Office awesome. before. And uh, and then when she was watching it about her third or fourth time through, yeah, I'm catching parts of it. I'm like, I've seen this one before. She said, you've seen all of them. I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I have. Because <laughs> you've started it about five different times, and I know <laughs> I've missed at least 18 of them before this one. So... <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Chris, what's your next book? Uh, So my next one uh, is one I'm almost done. I think I only have like two more chapters left. I thought I was going to finish it last night, but couldn't. She fell asleep. I fell asleep. Uh, It's called uh, Talison by Stephen R. Lawhead. I've read one of his other books before called The Skin Map. So Ray had bought this book, I don't know how many years ago, but it's part of my whole... New Year's resolution to read all of our books before buy any new ones. Uh, So Taliesin, this is uh, book one of the Pendragon cycle, and there's five books. This one was written in 87, I believe. So they're all out now, which Uh is nice. Um, It's high fantasy. Uh, This one is about a druid prince and an Atlantis princess. And it sort of sets up um, the uh, King Arthur and Camelot. So this book is Talisman. The next one's called Merlin. So that's the one I really want to read. And then it's Arthur, Pendragon, and Grail. So this is the startup to Merlin and then King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Very cool. Yeah. So I'm really, really liking it. I think, I've never read a book like this before where it's really high fantasy. And it took me a little bit to get into it because it goes through um, – it switches between two points of view each chapter – and one I liked more than the other at the beginning, and then it switched halfway through. And then now I just – it's not ending the way I thought it was, but I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I like – I really – I'm surprised I like it. So that's – Very cool. It's been good. I I think I might recommend it for the book club at some point. Okay. Yeah. It's like 500 pages, but it's a good one. Good deal. Jen, what's your next book? Um, I'm going to go nonfiction. Um, this was a book that really, I don't know, it just really hit me and helped me understand the importance of a lot of environmental issues. Um, and it's The World is Blue by Sylvia Earle. Um, I really haven't read any of her other books, but she's kind of one of the, you know, seminal environmentalists. And uh, this was the first book of hers that I read, and it just talks about the importance of the oceans, how they're kind of the lifeline of our planet um, and we wouldn't exist without them and how we're kind of, you know, destroying them mm-hmm. like humans do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, it was just like so easy to understand. And she goes into like all the different species and the role that they play and how we're decimating those populations. And then how they serve as like sinks for carbon and we're dredging that up and just, the pollution and the temperature and everything, um, climate change. So, you know, I thought it was really interesting and informative. So that would be my suggestion if you're looking for something a little deeper than 
the fun fantasy stuff that we all love. <laughs> oh, good deal. Of course, I don't know if you really want to make yourself like you know more depressed, but okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's that, but <laughs> the issues are still there. That's very well, true. The the good news is is with everything that's going on, all all the the cars and boats and and planes have stopped. Uh, you know, dolphins have come back yeah. into parts of Italy, and you know it's kind yeah, of cool. The, <laughs> the carbon and greenhouse gases are actually down in the atmosphere, which is great, but, you know, it's not going to last forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how long that lasts, unfortunately. There was a bear in his sister's backyard the other day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she had a black bear. It was kind of funny. Oh. Black bear in her okay. Yeah. Funny. It, it's a known one. It, it comes down every spring, and then it goes back up every fall. <laughs> He's known. We're like, oh, hey. Yep. It's Bob. <laughs> You know. It's him again. Yeah, it's Bob. What's up, Bob? <laughs> Sean, what's your next book? Uh, my next one is Battlefield Earth. Ah. All right. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, just warning, <laughs> it's written in a different time. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, if you're a feminist, you're not going to like it. Uh the women characters are really fucking weak. Um, but hey, it's a good uh, way to kill 47 hours if you want to listen to it. 47 <laughs> hours? Yeah, that's a full work week. And then some. Overtime. One book or the series? No, there's only one book. So, How long is the book? It How is, is it? Jesus. Now, if you're going to listen to the audiobook, it is a radio, or not a radio, but it's a drama. So it has a full cast ensemble. Wow. It's really well done. Um, the story is really good. It takes place at the year 3000. Humans are an endangered species from an alien group that came down and basically wiped them out in like seven minutes kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the story is really good. Uh, and it just keeps going on and on and like, it, I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, even though it's like I could probably talk for an hour and not really spoil it. So, but uh, <laughs> it's a 40 hey, seven hour. If long. you're locked in the house and you have some time, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which um, we do. Yeah, it is. It, it's written. It is a classic. Uh, it's a science fiction. If you're into science fiction, you need to read it at some point because it's one of those high points. Even like. The the story's written around this time, like even Larry Niven. I love Larry Niven stuff, but pretty well every woman character in a Larry Niven novel is garbage. Like it's a, it's like women were only secretaries and stuff like that. So in you're saying day, you hate women? Were. Cool. <laughs> well, I don't think he hates them, but no, you uh, you like his work, so you hate women. No, I did not say that. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going down that road. Anyway, Anyway. but the stories themselves, the kernels of the stories themselves, if he wrote them today, I'm sure they'd be a little different, but the kernel of the stories are always really, really good. Um, It's just every now and then something will like happen. Like he'll, a woman character will be in a story or something like that. And you're like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, even when I say that, that's bad. <laughs> so, but um, 
Because of like Larry Niven stuff, like Ringworld and stuff like that. I love those books. But uh, yeah, they're you, you got to take it with a grain of salt too. It's like, oh man, dude, smarten up a little. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, I'm saying that. I realize it. I see the problem. I recognize <laughs> it. <laughs> right. It it would be completely different if you were like, no, these are really good books. Everything about them is fantastic. We all read them. We're like. Sean, Except, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's a disclaimer here. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, like, It'd be like reading movies with the kids, kids today. Like, yeah. or yesterday. I really want to show them Blazing Saddles. No. Sit down and talk to them first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some things yeah. you got to clarify first. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like Mel Brooks. Yeah. I love Mel Brooks. Oh, no, well, I do, too. In day and age. Yeah. Yes. We've had to do that a couple of times with a few movies. We're like, now remember... When this was made. Listen, yeah. even Star Trek The Next Generation, they do a whole storyline about the, the Native Americans being sent to a different planet. Oh, yeah. And they're called, they're called the Indians, Indians in that time frame. And Logan was and like. And Logan's like, oh, my God, I can't. And I'm like, dude, it's respectful. Like 91. It's still, they're still showing a lot of respect for the for it and everything. It's just, that's what they called them then. And that's and what you have to now. accept. And yeah. So it's, it, yes. it's, it's like reading Huck Finn now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't like, it's, you have to remember, when you have to remember the written, yeah, the written. that it's written in. So, yeah. yeah. And that's I all. That's, I just wanted to put that out there. That's all, but highly <laughs> recommend. Yes. Uh, is, is this the one with the John Travolta movie? Yes. This is yes, Ross yes. L. Hubbard, the hey, dude don't, who made no, Scientology. No. This is his book. Don't. See, that's why I was like, oh, yeah. Ron Hubbard, okay. Yeah. 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 Like, so his religion isn't doing well. That's too bad. I feel bad. Oh, my God. But, uh, anyway. Yeah, you're not selling this book anymore. <laughs> I, like, I, like, the movie was, t- well, I mean. No, don't base the movie. Yeah. Yeah, no. the, the movie is no is well known and very well documented for being horrible. Of course, yeah. as soon as you said 47 hours, the first thing I thought was, how did they condense that into one movie? Like, Not well. <laughs> no, yeah, obviously. No, so listen, well chapters done. one through thirty are gone. We're just gonna start here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the first book that I have here is one that I've 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 considered maybe recommending for the book club. I just don't know how well um, some of there there's some places where it gets a little on the gory side. Mm. Uh, but other than that, it's it's two different books. They're re- uh, written by Daniel Suarez. And it's um, the first one is called uh, Demon, and it's spelled uh, D A E M O N. I read those. Uh, yes, and then the second one is Freedom T M, as in trademark. Oh, the guy, the guy that always kicks my emails back. God, I hate that guy. So, yep. Yeah, that guy. Demon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, basically, what it, it's about is this guy. He's um, he's funny. extremely smart. Uh, he was a huge video game developer, and he dies. And when he dies, he unleashes a demon on the world that oh uh, proceeds to. Uh, it's not like it's not like a, like a demon demon. It's it's based it's a computer program. And the opposite what's, of Ready Player One. A little <laughs> like, bit, yes. He uh, dies it, and kills everybody instead. And, yeah, and what it does is this demon is uh, is slowly but surely infecting like every single. Um, uh, like mainframe computer out there and all these different companies and stuff. 
And to the point that – and then it flat out tells them, you know, uh, if you try to get rid of me, then I'm going to destroy all your assets, period. Um, and so they ended up kind of protecting it, and as it goes on, you're finding out, you know, the governments and stuff are trying to figure out a way to shut it down. There's some individual characters that it follows as to what their role is with everything. But then the other part of it is, is he's basically starting a revolution. And uh, so on the on the other side, in the second book, you start finding out this stuff. Like people have are starting to use this uh, the 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 network that it creates, the dark net. They're walking around with these glasses on, and they can it's it's an AR system. You can walk around and see people or whatever, and you walk around and your prestige is basically how everyone else sees you. So like people rate you and they're like, you know, I'm a level, you know, 43 engineer or whatever. And they're able to do things that interact with this virtual world. But some of these people start going together and they're just like, you know what? The world that we have now doesn't make sense. So we're going to start making basically off the grid places and we're going to make everything renewable. We're going to use 3d printers to make everything here. So we don't make stuff and ship everywhere. And like, it's a very, what you start with and what you end with is really, really like fantastical, but it's, it's such a good book, but there are a couple, there are a couple of parts in there that get pretty gory. And, uh, like I said, like I'm, I'm okay with it, but I mean, listening to it is just kind of like, Ooh, that's a little cringy. Um, but otherwise, it's a really, really good series. All of his books are very, high, very, very highly technical based. So uh, even though he's he's putting these ideas together that are pretty still far out in the future, it's you can everything has an inkling now. Like you can go, yeah, I could see things going that way eventually. So. Uh, but yeah, I may end up recommending the, the series to the, the group sometime. And like I said, the first one's called demon and the second one's called freedom TM. So, all right. And you said, Sean, you said you've read them, right? Yeah. Um, I had, I was on a Suarez kick there for, a oh yeah, he's audible. really good stuff. Cause once I think Damon was the first one and then I was like, Oh God, I got to hear more of his stuff. I don't think I've heard the second one. I didn't know there was a second one to it. Uh, cause it's t- been a long time. Yeah, Freedom Freedom TM t- uh, picks up. He's done some other really good ones. Um, he's going. He's got one about these about killer drones, which yep. is scary as hell. Did but that that's one. also a really good book. The characters that he has in his books though are also very likable, and you you really end up caring for these characters and as they go along. So, which is really nice because you know sometimes you read the book and you're just like that's a good story. The characters are eh. so. All right, uh, Ray, what's your next one? All right, so uh, if you want a bit of a stronger female character. Uh, <laughs> um, so I went with uh, it's the Bright Empires collection. So the first one is called The Skin Map. Mm. And it's one that I uh, I was getting through, and then I don't know why I, I stopped reading it, I don't know how many times, because other things kept coming up. Uh, but Chris read the yeah, first read one it, through. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be forcing myself to read it through as well because I've got time on my hands. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, there's, but there's four, uh, there's four books altogether, I believe. So the skin map, the bone house, the something spirit, something, anyway, there's four of them in the series. Um, this is also by Stephen R. Lawhead, the one that, yeah, who, who wrote ta- the Pendragon. The Pendragon. Yeah. Okay. So, Same um, I just, I really liked it because it, it picks up really quickly yes it's very um, fast and, and it gets into 
um, ley, lines. ley lines, which some people naturally have ability to change um, what uh, what reality they're in, I guess. Like yeah. They go from one version of the world to another. So yeah. it's, it's this infinite world. Yeah, like infinite world, parallel universe, yeah. infinite worlds type of thing. Yeah. So uh, it's a really interesting book. Uh, and a couple of people go through these ley lines without really knowing that they were doing it. And uh, the one, the one character, I really liked what she was starting to get into. Wilhelmina. Yes. Yeah. She, Wilhelmina she kicks ass. She kicks ass. Cause she kind of, you know, cause at the beginning it's from her boyfriend's point of view. And he sort of depicts her as this sort of like complaining, nasally whiny person. And then what she really is, is she just didn't like him yeah. and they weren't good together. <laughs> so really she's this really great self-sufficient kick-ass chick. And she's just like, I don't even miss him. Huh? Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. He's a bit of a drip. <laughs> well, what I also liked about her too was, you know, she's she's like, okay, well, I'm here now. Yeah. She what can it. I do yeah. to better myself? And so she keeps going through and and trying to trying to better. She makes the best of her situation. Yeah. She actually does with it really really she well. She does a lot better than a lot of people. Yeah, a lot, I know. Oh, yeah, a lot better than the, than her boyfriend does. Yeah. All right, yeah. dust myself off. Let's go. Let's do the next part. So it yeah. was it was. It was a good read from from where I've gotten to, and then I'm going to continue the series because yeah. it's very enjoyable, and I enjoy uh, the grandfather. It was pretty cool. Yeah, you so, have a hard time reading at night, though. I do because I usually read the same paragraph about five times, and then wake up with the book on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. But it is on Audible, so I might get the next. Oh, is it? I might get the next oh. few series. Uh, oh, now you're now you're talking my language here. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Good deal. All right, Chris, what's your next one? Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just read it. <laughs> I'm going to go get water while you try to explain this one. <laughs> no, it's just. Okay, it's a total guilty pleasure. Uh, the movies were all on Netflix, so I binge watched them. Logan rolled her eyes a lot at me. Um, oh, I know, I know what it is. Yeah. So it's Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Oh my God. Total track. But I can't help. It was the first. So for me, it's sort of, um, I didn't really read at all. I stopped reading when I was about 13 and I didn't pick it back up until I was about 28 years old. So any book report I had to do in school, I always read the beginning and the end and then started talking to my friends and sort of figured it out with any (laughs) report. So I never, I just never read and I never got into it. Um, and it wasn't until I was 28 and I had a friend basically shove a book in my face, like, no, you're reading it, which was Eat, Pray, Love, which is not one that I would recommend right now. So then I picked up Twilight after seeing the first movie, which was terrible. The movies are awful. And I'm like, Didn't we go oh my. to the movies for your birthday? Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, every year it come out of your freaking every birthday year. and be standing every. out there. Yep. So, and that's the Such thing. A friend. So, with my friends that's what we would do we'd go to dinner movie go to the bar um so then i read twilight so i read twilight and then immediately had to get the next three books and then ignored everybody in my family (laughs) mind you i had little kids like logan was four and quinn was two ignored them for a good week and a half ray would come home home and be like the house is a mess nothing what's going on are you okay and she's kids are fine they're good everything's fine 
<laughs> what are you making for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> and then once I came out of it, then I was. So because she was so into them, I them. had to go and like, them. what is, what is about this book yeah. that's uh-huh. so good? Nothing. <laughs> it's yeah. just, torture. but it's, it's a, it's just guilty. It's a guilty pleasure. You I'll, totally I'll still in. throw the movies on for once in a while just to. I don't watch them. <laughs> Did you ever read The Host? Yep. By, yes. by her. I actually enjoyed the book. The the movie was pretty shitty. Oh, the movie was not good. Though. Even though it was Sir Sharonin, I I watched it again after like years and years, and I was like, wow, that was really bad. The book was okay, and it ended right when it got good. Yeah, that was my problem with the book was that I uh, I thought they could go so much further. She with could it. have written like two or three of them. And yeah, I feel like she could have kept that series going because it had an okay. interesting. I really like the idea of it and the whole premise of aliens oh, yeah. coming in and like just overtaking our bodies and now we're just puppets and they're actually living our lives for us and yeah. then there's like this human resistance. But it literally ended when it got good. Yep. And it was like a thousand pages and I remember being so mad when that happened. <laughs> but yeah, the Twilight series, we've got time. I mean, if you got. If you're desperate and you need something to read, I'm not desperate. I would totally read it, and I'm not in that situation. I want, I want to read them again. Read Lord of the Rings first, and The Hobbit, and The Silmarillion, yeah. and every other. Yeah. George Carlin's uh, autobiography, yeah. you know, yeah. five thousand page book Sean suggested. Like, yeah. read it all before that one. Then read Twilight. There's, there's a place for trash, though. Like, you know, some people are like, you know, yeah. some. Some reading and some television watching and movie watching is, you know, you're, you're feeding yourself. Yeah. And it's it's good stuff. It's, you know, proteins and, and, yeah. and, and you know, good carbs and stuff like that. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you just need a snack. Sometimes you just need garbage I food. Need and you, you need that bag of chips. And, uh, That's right. a giant this... bag of smart food popcorn. Yeah. This is what these books are. It's not good. It looks like it's going to be What do you even qualify totally it as that? Because that's... <laughs> It's terrible. I, I will say this about the series. I'm going to say this about the you series. You liked Alice. Alice was a good character. Really? The other the other thing that I really, I did enjoy was, I can't remember which book it was in. All of a sudden she switched uh, uh, the characters that we followed. And we went to, was it, uh, J- it was Jacob? Jacob. The, the wolf. Anyway. And I it liked reading. Dawn. It was yeah. So I liked reading his perspective yeah. because it was actually decent. Because you could, you know, it, it was we, funny. It was funny. He was kidding around. I'm like, okay, this I can handle. And then all of a sudden, we went back to the other. I was like, okay, we're back. To- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Edward. I'm Edward. Edwards. Dear God. <laughs> so. Oh, the Renesmee. Oh, the Renesmee thing pissed me oh. off. Oh, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Even watching the movies, I get mad. <laughs> every, every, every time. time. Like, Such every, a cop out. Every time. Okay. <laughs> you know spending. Like, why are you mad? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Jen, what's your next book? I'm going to suggest Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime. Oh, crime. It's very funny. It's it's got some sad moments in it. Um and you know, he narrates it if you listen to it, so oh, it's in his wonderful voice. And he he's just so funny and smart and talented and like 
he speaks like five languages, literally. Mm-hmm. So the guy's like just genius level, you know, and he he breaks out into them sometimes and he's great at impressions. So you get to hear all of this throughout the book, but really need to hear how he grew up in, you know, South Africa. He was literally born a crime because mm-hmm. it was illegal to be, you know, a mixed race person at that time. And then that kind of like went away while he was a child. And so it just talks about how the world changed and how he came here kind of. So, yeah, definitely. I haven't read his yet. His, his is on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because I think I think I mean I I don't watch I don't watch a lot of the clips. They don't tend to get posted to like my Facebook feed as much as like um oh what's his name that does that does the one on HBO. Uh, but whenever he does, he's he is he's extremely oh. smart and he's extremely so funny. funny. I think he was a good choice to take over <laughs> the Daily Show. Trevor, if you're listening, I am still single and waiting for you. So <laughs> just putting that out there, okay? She's here. Everyone knows him. I'm waiting. Just waiting. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> Sean, what's your next one? Um, my next one is a comedy. It's based off of a television series, which I've recommended before on other shows. Don't think anyone's taken it up yet, but it is Red Dwarf. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, the... Uh, the writers for Red Dwarf, the, the creators of the show, they wrote these two books together, and then they had a falling out, and they each wrote one book, and they both sucked. So there's four <laughs> books out there, but just read the first two. Um, mm-hmm. If you get a chance, watch Red Dwarf. It is so funny. But uh, the books themselves are extremely funny. If you're listening to them, they're narrated by one of the characters on Red Dwarf, Chris Berry, who is absolutely brilliant and if you actually watch the show and then listen to the books he's got their accents down perfectly like you're almost listening to the characters on the show it's so good but the scenarios they get into so like basically red dwarf is you're on a mining ship called red dwarf um the lowest guy on the ship dave lister he's a third technician with his boss uh, senior technician uh, Arnold Rimmer. Anyway, Radio Tech he, Mac. <laughs> yeah. He uh, basically he got drunk one day on Earth playing a, like a Monopoly board game on his birthday and woke up on the moon of Titan or something like that with no passport and like his own he figured his only way to get home was hop on a mining ship and then when they got back to Earth he just bailed on his contract not realizing that he's going out into space first and it was going to be years. So fast forward a little bit. He makes up a plan where he would go into a stasis booth as punishment, give up his pay, and then he'd just wake up on Earth. Unfortunately, when he was in the stasis booth, they had a radiation leak and the ship took off into deep space and it wakes him up three million years later. (laughs) So he's the last man alive, the um, the cat that he brought on board um, <laughs> was pregnant and they evolved into Fela sapiens and there's one on board. It was the son of the uh, lame and the idiot kind of thing. The computer that runs the ship, Holly has gone computer senile over the 3 million years. <laughs> and to keep Dave sane, they bring back a hologram of his boss, Arnold Rimmer, who's a complete smeghead. So it's the four of them. <laughs> The series is 
absolutely brilliant. You gotta watch it. It's so funny. The books are all the episodes, pretty much all the episodes in the series with a little bit more explanation in them, and mm-hmm. the orders jumbled up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. but if you haven't seen the series, not a big deal. But if you have, then you kind of like, oh, okay, this makes a little more sense and all that. But highly recommend. So they're on Audible. The first one is Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers. And the second one is um, Better Than Life, which is a computer game where you like actually plug it into your hypothalamus and all that, and you believe you're there. But the, com- the program protects itself, so you don't even know you're in it. So your body slowly dies. So, anyways. <laughs> it, okay. <laughs> like, if you're going to listen on Audible, the first one's only like eight hours. The second one's only like oh. six. So oh. it's not not a long read or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Totally recommend. So funny. Is it British? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That Sounds British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it, it is extremely British. Yeah. Uh, but okay. I was raised on that, so it's not a big deal. It, just, it reminds me of like random Doctor Who episodes. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it's they had an American version that never aired, but I saw it anyway. Um, <laughs> and they had the cat played by Terry Farrell. She played Jadzia Dax in DS9. Deep, oh, okay. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yeah. And when I first saw her, I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" So <laughs> like it, it was really weird. Like. In the British version, the original version, Dave Lister is like this kind of pudgy little guy, like it looks like a slob and all that. But the American version, it's like this statuesque, big chested guy. Like, yeah, hey, you're really screwing with this. <laughs> yeah. So, but he didn't make it. So, yeah, they had a pilot and that was it. I've heard lots of good things about Red Dwarf from several different people, yourself included. But like a lot of the different podcasts I've listened to, people it, have mentioned They're still it uh, making them. Yeah. So they're coming out with a movie this year within a couple months. Now, one of they this is the second movie they done the first, first one. Um, it was like a, just a ninety minute three part episode all put together. It has moments, but it really wasn't that great. But then they did three more series after it, and they mm-hmm. brought like back to the old school, like back on the Red Dwarf and all that. And they were hilarious. They were really good. Mm-hmm. So. Um, my book I chose. I decided because I've got a lot of Stephen King, and we had talked about at one time possibly doing a Stephen King book on the show. So I thought, well, which one would I recommend? Um, and I think this is gonna be my recommendation anyway. I've gone back and re re listened to this one multiple times. Um, I love uh, uh Dracula. I I love the I love the story. It's it's it, 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 I, it's an interesting way that it's told. I know it kind of throws some people off because it's basically just a bunch of collections of journals and, you know, there's some conversations, but it's like journal, you know, information, newspaper clippings and stuff like that. Um, and he, he was inspired by that. It's, it, if you listen to the audio uh, version, he has a foreword where he reads it himself. And he's basically just telling the story about how um, when he was young, I think he said his mom was a librarian. Or maybe maybe she wasn't, but she she read a lot, and she never. Uh, there were only a few books that she ever banned uh, him from reading, and most of the time she would just kind of she would read a lot of the stuff that he was reading. She's like, "Well, this is trash. It's not bad trash, but it's trash." 
<laughs> and uh, but she never forbid him from reading anything. So he, you know, would read these comic books and he read all this other stuff. And he talks about how, you know, reading Dracula, he really loved it. And then like, you know, the American comic books made, you know, vampires were, you know, they weren't like genteel. They weren't like, you know, um, they weren't romantic. They were like monsters and they were, you know, like ripping people apart and stuff like that. And um, his wife, who is his biggest like fan slash editor, like she doesn't give him, she give you know, she doesn't uh, pull any punches. Like, she's just like, that sucks. You need to rewrite that. Um, <laughs> she was like, okay, well, you know, he's like, I wonder what would happen if Dracula had come to the Americas. Like, would he be able to survive? And they had a conversation and he wrote this book. It's literally the second book he's he ever wrote. Um, and I, I love it. I think it's one of his best books. Um, it's it's like it, it it's just a it, it's a good book it it starts off a little slow and then once it starts going it just it runs and it runs until the very end um but yeah if if you like vampires if you like that that idea of uh the more classic vampire like they have to be invited into the home they have to you know crosses and garlic you know hurt them and everything else um and one of the one of the really interesting characters that he has in the book, Father uh, Callahan, uh, ends up going on to his big, uh, big monster series, which is like what he was really known for, the Dark Tower series. He ends up showing back up in that. Uh, and I love Father Callahan. He is he is a phenomenal character. Um, I mean, I liked him in the other books, but I mean, you, this is where you first meet him and he's just he's a great character. But all of the characters in the book are just are great. It's uh it does get some it does get rough you hear you know you 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 see you know um um like you know some people you know they're like you know this woman is 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 you know abusing her her, her little boy and she you know the traditional you know she gets pissed off and hits him and then is like apologizes and so there is some rough stuff there mm-hmm. um they get what they're what they deserve in the end i'll just leave it at that uh but yeah if if you've never read stephen king's uh, Salem's Lot. It's a phenomenal book, and like I said, it may be one that I end up uh, recommending for the the book club later on. So, all right, uh, Ray, what's your last recommendation for the evening? So the last one I have is the Kingmaker uh, Kingbreaker series, uh, and it actually leads into another series called The Fisherman's Children. So the first um, the first book is called The Innocent Mage. Oh, okay. And then the second book is called The uh, Awakened Mage. And then there's The Prodigal Mage and The Reluctant Mage. Uh, the first two I've read through. The the third one I ha- I'd started and then you got, out of it. got out of it. It was just, I was like, okay, I, I need something new for now because it was too much at the time. But first two books, I bless you. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the, the first two books I really enjoyed. Um, it's about this guy. He, uh, he's a fisherman in a fisher, uh, fisherman's, uh, um, town and he goes to seek help. And along the way, he finds out that he actually has, uh, magical powers within him. And so the first book's about him learning about that. And then the second book's more about him and, uh, a love interest figuring out their, magical powers together and how they used to be a whole bunch of mages, uh, but they were wiped out. And so it was, it's pretty interesting. There's, there's this, uh, a pretty good baddie that comes in at, at the end. And I just, 
as I'm reading it, I was like, I, I was like, I really want to see this as a movie. I'd like to see this as a, as a series or something where you can actually see the special effects happening on the screen and everything. So, um, it, it was more the fantasy style, of course, but I, I enjoyed it and they are easier reads, especially the first two books were, were good. So, yeah. Cool. I know you've recommended it before, or you've mentioned it before on the, yep. on the, on the yep. show. So I, I've recommended it as a, as a title to read a couple of times, but it's okay. I just stop <laughs> recommending them. Oh, stop. Yeah. We read how many books <laughs> you suggested? Was it how Magic many? 2.0? Was it, was it you that suggested that? Whole no, series? I got us started on Magic yeah, 2.0. Okay, the other one then. What was the other they one? They got us started, or Ray got us started on um, uh, the Bobaverse, didn't you? That was Sean. That was Sean. That was Sean. Okay, I knew, it was, I knew it was one of you two, but I couldn't remember which one it was. Sean. By the way, I still owe you for that. That's Because that's still one of my – I literally just finished re-listening to it again. I freaking <laughs> love that series. So – and I love the fact that I'm the one that pointed out to him that the name Fred was used more than once. So yeah. that was <laughs> that was good. Because when I was listening to it again, I was like, I knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> so what anyway. happens when you listen to it on repeat? Oh yeah, okay. over and over and over again, right? Um, <laughs> Chris, what's your what's your last recommendation? Uh, so my last one is um, it's more of a um, kind of like a historical romance time travel book Outlander. <laughs> yeah outlander by diana gabaldon i liked it mainly because jamie fraser to me is this guy right over here um a lot of the characteristics that jamie fraser had he's got and i just loved it um i'm not a not, huge irishman <laughs> he's a scottish oh, trailer on netflix with it one a bar no no don't watch the show <laughs> i've the heard show. the show's good the show's really good. The show, there's one part in the book that was really hard to read. And when I watched the show, it was even harder to watch. I asked her what he the hell she in, was watching. I walked in. Halfway like, through the show. What the scene. hell are you watching? Like, it's, it's, what's happening? It's not. Couldn't it, convince me to watch or no, read. No, no, no. After that, he was like, no. <laughs> okay. But I read the first um, three books. And then part of the fourth one. The thing with these ones is they're really meaty. Like, they're very dense. She goes into, like, I think each book is at least 800 pages. So they're very long. Lots of detail. She's very good with her history. That woman knows her stuff. But it is a romance. And it's, it's I liked it. Um, she, I think there's, like, eight or nine books now. Um but the first, it, it, I mean, if you don't want to read it, but you want to watch it, Outlander, the first, I think the first season's pretty consistent with the books. And it sticks to the timeline that the book um, had. And I don't remember what the second book's called or the third one or any of that. But there, it's it's a different read, but it is a romance. Okay. It's good. Is it? <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Jen, what's your last uh, pick for the evening? Well, I'm going to just go with the classic because I'm just having some brain farts today and I know there's more I want to suggest, but I'm going to say Little Women. Oh. If you want a like, nostalgic classic book, um, 
they've made like I don't know five or six versions of the movie, which are mm-hmm. all good. But I read the book and the sequel, you know, when I was a lot younger and watched the. Wait, there's a sequel? Uh, yeah, Little Men. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I seriously thought yeah. that was a joke. <laughs> no, it's about like Joe's kids, basically. Okay. Um, but yeah, I watched the newest one. It was really good. I liked everyone in it and the way they portrayed it. So, if you're looking for something sort of lighthearted, I mean, it is like place during Civil War, and there is some sad parts, but. I was gonna say, isn't that the book that Joey puts in the freezer? Yes, because Beth dies. <laughs> Oh, I, don't I don't remember that, but <laughs> yeah, that part was pretty sad. Yeah, gonna lie. I heard the, the newest movie yeah. that just came out was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. What's yeah, it the... had Laura Dern as Marmy. Mm-hmm. Saoirse Ronan was Joe. Uh, Emma mm-hmm. Watson was Meg. I don't know the younger two, but they were good. Okay. Who wrote Little Women? I don't remember. Louisa May Alcott. Louisa. All right. Okay. Yeah, I I, I have Another I was better. like maybe that's a movie Christy and I can watch. We'll have to see. So because it's yeah. a hard we have a hard time finding things we'll both watch. So yeah, I like the Winona Ryder one with with yeah. Susan Sarandon being Marmy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that one. That one's a good one. Claire Danes. Claire Danes and Kirsten Dunst and um, Christian Bale is Laurie. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's good. And I really liked it. And I want to see the um, the newer one. It looks really yeah, good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good deal. Sean, what's your last book for the evening? Um, I've got two for the last one. Uh, okay. Series. Um, okay. You trusted me on Bobaverse. Uh-huh. Right, so. Trust me on these two as well. So the first one. That's the guy that suggested the book that hates women. So. I don't say <laughs> hates women. It just ignores them. Anyway. <laughs> There's a difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but there is. Anyway, getting back to the topic here. Oh, and you'll like this one, Jennifer, because there is a really strong female character in this one. She basically runs the show. Mm-hmm. The series is not alone. By um, Craig uh, Faulkner. The first, it's no, I don't want to give away too much, but it's kind of a first contact series. Okay. Um, the most unassuming guy on the planet becomes the center of this media storm about first contact, and I, the first book was incredible, and I thought it was it's a standalone book, like they didn't need to continue on afterwards. But the writing and the narration is so well done. Um, You've recommended this before. It's on. It is on my Audible. I just have not. I haven't bought it yet, so, so I may have to bump it up then. They. Uh, it's a four book series right now. Apparently going to five. I did not even realize they had a fourth book. It just got released in February of this year. Oh, so okay. I was like flicking through Audible and I'm like what the hell they got another book. Um, the first two books are excellent. Like the first one, the way it's written is perfect. Second one, still a good story. Third one, got a little out there near the end, but it's freaking alien, so we can do. Um, I haven't read the fourth one yet. I'm looking forward to it. And it's one that I can reread over and over again. Okay. Um, but the first one, 
the way the story is driven and like how the media plays and stuff like that, and you're not sure what's real and what's not, it is so good. The twists and turns in it. So even if you just read the first one, it's great. The other series is the Trader Tales series. Tra- uh, what is it now? Uh, Trader Tales from the Golden Age of a Solar Clipper. It's by Nathan Lowell. It starts out with quarter share, then half share, three quarter share, captain share. Basically, it takes place in space. Some kid on a farming plane or whatever that his mom gets killed in an accident. And it's a corporate-owned planet, so he has to leave. He's like 16 years old. So either he joins the military or the merchant guild and try to find his way on a ship. The kid's like a history mate. Like his mom was a literature professor. Like he's got no no abilities, anything. And just through sheer luck, he gets onto a merchant ship. And the whole series takes place over his life. Going up the ladder, he eventually becomes a captain. He becomes an owner. Um, It's just, it's another one. I've listened to it probably five or six times. It is such a good series. They actually have a series that takes place after the end of Owner's Share. Um, It's right now, it's like a three-book series. Same author. But I only listened to it once, and it almost got a little too technical. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was missing something. I don't know what. So, but if you just stick with the Trader Tale series, highly recommend it. Uh, first, several times I listened to it, the author actually narrated it and he was putting it out on podcasts. Oh, okay. Audible picked it up and so it's got a new narrator to it. So it took me a little while getting used to that because I was, used to the author narrating the whole thing Mm -hmm. Um, but audible's narrator is really good after the first book i was like okay i can i can handle this again gotcha what's it called again trader tale so it's the first book is quarter share just look for that and if you're looking on audible you'll be able to get the whole series okay but it, it is great just even the first few books when he's on the same ship and just kind of moving up in the ranks, it it's great. It's, it's just a nice read They're, They don't throw too many curveballs at you and all that, but it just, it's a really good book series. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. I'll have to, like I said, I've been kind of looking to, to figure out something else to read and yeah, I, I may have to jump on not alone when I get my next two credits. So, because uh, like I said, it has been I I have had it in my my to do list there. It's I I just haven't picked it up yet. Because like I said, I was getting on a kick here for the last couple of months. I was like, you know what? Let me go read some of Stephen King's other stuff. And then now I'm just like, no, I'm good right now. I, <laughs> I need something else. So the first book for not alone. Books. If you just read the first book for not alone, because mm-hmm. everything like right up to the end is like it could happen. It, it's like mm-hmm. based in reality. It's really kind of neat and all that Mm -hmm. starts getting a little out there for the second and third book and all that haven't read the fourth one yet really good okay i'll have to give it a shot uh the last book i'm going to recommend uh kind of ties into the 
It does, but it doesn't. Uh, ties into our, our our next series that we're actually going to go through. We're about to start reading the. Um, well, some of us have actually read the first one at least. Uh, the uh, Star Wars Aftermath books. These books are canon. They take place after um, Return of the Jedi. Um, but like the the book I'm about to recommend is not canon. It fell into the was it Legends or Legacy, whatever they want to call it. Uh, but it's the done in the exact same. Of Jennifer's childhood department. <laughs> it's done the exact same way those books and pretty much all the Star Wars books are, and this is Star Wars Scoundrels. Um, if you like Han Solo and Chewbacca and uh, Lando Calrissian, and you're like, you know what, I would like to see those guys and like o- an Ocean's Eleven type, you know, th- deal. That's exactly what this book is. It's fucking those three guys picking up some other people and they're doing a, it's a heist. And I, I, as my brother would like to say, I would give my left arm to see them grab the guys that play that were in, you know, the solo movie and bring them back and basically adopt this as a movie because it would be fantastic. Um, because everyone plays to their strengths. I mean, Lando is, Lando is Lando and Han. Oh, it's so good. And the voice act, but the best thing about listening to this at, you know, as compared to reading it is it's like all the other star Wars books, it's done more like an audio play. So there is a a narrator, but they do really good voices, but there's all the different sound effects. There's music playing. There's like, whenever the ships come out of hyperspace, you actually hear it. You know, it, the blasters are fire. Like it's, it is really more like an audio play, and it's so good. It's just it's a it's a fun story, but to hear it done that way, it's it's the closest thing you can get to getting another Star Wars movie with it actually you know actually having the visuals. So, uh, but yeah, I I highly recommend Scoundrels. Like I said, it's not canon. I really wish they would uh pull it in to be canon. Oh, and it was written by Timothy Zahn, who is definitely one of the best uh. Star Wars book writers out there. He also wrote uh, the Thrawn trilogy, which is also not canon, but also absolutely fantastic. So, um, and apparently they got him to come back and rewrite uh, a Thrawn book that is canon now because they brought General, they brought uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn into the uh, Rebel series, and my boys and I just finished that, and oh my god, that series! It starts off very kitty, but wow, it by the end like. I freaking love those characters just as much as I love all the other Star Wars characters. Like they're just, it's fantastic. So, um, well, that is our episode for the month, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, you know, if, if you're looking for a recommendation, if you're looking for a book out there, uh, and vice versa, if you, if you know of a book or book series that you think we should be reading, we'd love to hear about it. You can find us at epically geeky on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, Let's see here. Uh, you can also, if you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, wherever you find the podcast. It really does help us out. Um, we do have other shows. We we are getting on this monthly rotation. It's taking a little bit of time to work it out, but we're we're kind of getting it down. So, uh, you know, check out the other shows, Epically Geeky, Sustainably Geeky, Creatively Geeky, Procrastinators. Maybe we can try to knock one of those out here. Uh, <laughs> we shall see. Um where can we find you, uh, Ray? Uh, you can find me, the Reluctant Yeti, uh, on Instagram, and 
you can find me on Epically Geeky, and uh, you can also find me on Merge. Well, here on Merge the Geeky um, <clears throat> Procrastinators. If we ever do another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then uh, eventually you can find me in a new home. Uh, we're looking. To, <laughs> we'll have a different background here in a couple of months. So yeah, very cool. Uh, Chris, where can we find you online? You can find me here on Marginally Geeky, on Epically Geeky, Creatively Geeky, on and Sustainably Geeky with Jen, and on yeah, woo, and then on Instagram at the Borough Life. Good deal. Jen, where can we find you online? Um, here on Epically Geeky and <laughs> Sustainably <laughs> Geeky, which is the podcast for the everyday environmentalist, um, and Creatively Geeky, um, and on the Facebooks, Instagram, and Twitter at Het's Gonna Be Me. Sean, where can we find you online? Um, the majority of the geekies, and <laughs> uh, yeah, Facebook. There you go. Actually, my picture isn't on Facebook anymore. I, I took that off. So it's a don't the panic. hitchhiker? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Thank we're you. up. And as always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimachine on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network.